0: To Suspish. That was a great one. Welcome Love that to for the you. Club. Welcome to the club. Welcome, welcome to
1: the club. Welcome, <laughs> welcome, welcome to the club. Yeah. I'm Andy. And I'm Kelly. And that was terrifying. <laughs> we are here with part uh, Parda. Part two. two. mer
0: Dogs. It's about to get funky, funky, funky. Um funky. It's about I'm to about get real dance. funky in this episode, so. I'm still sick,
1: <laughs> and I, I I think I promised you guys the next couple suspicious deaths in this one, and guess what you suspicious only get suspicious deaths. Suspicious deaths? Would you say yes? Um, but you're only getting one because of the person that I am. I think it's gonna be four parts now. It might be four. Listen. This family's got a lot of skeletons Pawpaw. in their closets. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to Paw Paw. We'll get we'll get to nicknames. Yeah and bus bus and oh there's a bus bus well maybe not in this episode but oh yeah she gets real my friend no one goes by like their real name in this and it's so fucking weird it's like a southern thing i feel like the south is a whole other like entity i i totally get why they want to secede from the rest of the united states because they are not the rest of the united states (laughs) what's a pawpaw like sir you cannot call your grown ass son papa. And then I see all
0: these TikToks and like people don't understand that, that like this is real like, yeah, that's how it operates down here. I'm yeah. like.
1: Oh. What well, they call their grandfather handsome. That sounds like, like incest. Yeah. Well, I mean that's a Southern thing. No I'm kidding. Oh! <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't think that's a South Carolina thing. That's more. Being... I don't know
0: why this popped in my head. But, like, there's a lot of dating apps. There's profiles that are, like, two people looking for a third. And it really freaks me out. I mean, that's a thing, I feel like.
1: I, I mean, it's not a thing for me. That's weird. But, I don't know. I mean, I try not to judge people, but, like, that's weird. Silently judging. I won't outwardly judge you. Except for on my podcast. <laughs> but anyways.
0: Sorry. I'm going to take breath. I'm
1: going to cough. <coughs> We're back. Kelly's still sick. Yeah. As she has been for the last, I don't know, almost months now. I think you were sick before I went to Texas. Yeah, I was. So that's fun. I think you got sick at my son's birthday party. Probably. With the children. Yeah. The children. Kelly smells children. I can't smell. (laughs) Actually, I can't smell. (laughs) Anyways, so I do have an update in a past case if you look yeah. at my laptop one more time, I seriously, I'm just going to square up. I'm, I'm not even going to give you warning. I
0: like information. <laughs> like, where am I supposed giving... to look? It's right in my line of sight. My
1: face is what you're supposed to look at. You're ugly. Bro. I'm kidding. I love so... you. Anyways, so we have um, <laughs> an update in the Idaho case. <coughs> sorry. So, the search warrant that was executed for Brian Koberger's car and his parents' Pennsylvania home... Has finally be, been released.
0: Ooh, get him. Oh, kill him.
1: So here is what they found in Coburger's white Elantra gloves, hiking boots, a comfort in room key holder. Dun dun dun. Dun dun, dun. I don't know, that, that's not really that suspicious, but it feels suspicious. It does. <laughs> it feels really suspicious. A I'll shovel. What do
0: you need a shovel for, bro? What kind of shovel? Like a big shovel? I don't a know trowel? I specify. You think they would feel to travel, they would say a travel <laughs> goggles. What do you, you think go goggles
1: are? Yeah, right? Like, like what like, is you doing? Like lab goggles, like what kind And of they just said goggles, so leave that to uh, your scuba imprint. gear, <laughs> maybe a reflective vest. I don't know, a demon dog, <laughs> Johnny, <laughs> Johnny. <laughs> um, several maps, which I guess you could explain. Like they weren't But like okay you have Who the a cell fuck phone. This is a map. Yeah, like I would try I tried to defend you, Coburger, and it just lost. And like I saw a bunch of TikToks about this last one and people were like "Oh, not this and he had band-aids in his car and everyone's like oh, Band-Aids As if like I have band-aids in my car. I mean I also have two kids. But like I feel like band-aids in a car aren't fucking no. suspicious, but everyone's like oh, not the band-aids.
0: Well, I was first got my car. I was one of those kids that had a case of water,
1: a first aid kit, a blanket in my car. I've got lots of things in my car. I can't tell you where they are because there's just a layer of trash (laughs) because of my children on the floor. It's not because of her children. It's because of her. It's just who I am as a person. I've never had a clean car
0: in my life. No. I remember the one time I took your car and there were soiled children's underwear in the front seat. Yes, you've already talked about this on the
1: podcast. Did I? Yeah. Mm. That's okay, though. We forgive you. Um, So, anyways, they also released the search warrant and what they found in his parents' Albrightville, Pennsylvania home, which included (coughs) multiple knives, a book with underlining on, like, there was underlining on the page number, and that was page number 118. I don't know. They just took that. Interesting. Some of these things, it's like, why did you take that? But it's like, hmm, I mean... Go off, my friend.
0: Underlined 118. Yeah.
1: And he, they're sure that this is his stuff? It was in his room, I guess. Oh. Um, a Glock 22. I got a Glock in my Rory. A laptop. And this one made me laugh. Um, this is how they worded it on the, the thing. Quote, a green leafy substance
0: weed the devil's
1: lettuce (laughs) or you just have a plant that they're like we're gonna take that i guess um some of it was like in like a grinder container and some of it was like in a little baggie a who now yeah exactly um they took his cell phone which could be he's not cool enough to smoke weed he's not (laughs) no he's definitely like a dork and it was like definitely for show like oh i'm gonna leave this in my room so the cabs think i'm a badass (laughs) that's how i feel like he would be anyways um, three Glock magazines, um, they were, like, there was nothing in them. I don't know a lot about guns, but...
0: Oh, I, see, this is how dumb I am. Mm-hmm. I, I thought, like, the company Glock no, had some no. magazines. Like, the, the mag-
1: see, I thought, I didn't know about guns, so I guess you don't know about guns. Like, I know, mag- I know like what a- that
0: is now. I know what that is, like, thinking about it, but, yeah. uh, like, the first thing that popped in my head was not, it was a magazine. Yeah.
1: Anyways, they took... They found black, several black face masks, black gloves, and a black hat. Um, they took a bunch of dark clothes. I'm assuming that's like to see if one of those was maybe what he was wearing that night and mm-hmm. test for who be whaties, you know? Yeah,
0: um, who be
1: whaties. And one of the biggest things that they found, which I think is going to be very interesting, and I want them to release it, and I know they're not gonna till the trial in June, and I'm gonna cry about it. He, they found a a letter he wrote to his dad. And they took that into evidence. Interesting. So what well, okay. if they took it into evidence so you think it would have had something to say on it?
0: But like thinking about it with this this letter. Mm. And then the letters with Brian laundry, laundry like what, Why the fuck what? are we writing letters? It, that's what I'm
1: saying. It's twenty twenty three. Why the fuck are we writing letters? But at the same token, he wrote this to his dad. Why was it in his well, I guess maybe it wasn't it? They searched the whole house, so I I mean they didn't say where they found it. Um but, yeah, what the fuck are we writing letters? Do we think that, like, at least get a paper shredder if you're gonna write letters?
0: Like, I get it, like, maybe they're like, we don't want an online trail, but, like, get rid of the letter. Like, like it said burn
1: after opening for the laundry one. <laughs> yeah. I'm just sending, like, homing pigeons from now on. Yeah. I'm not sending text messages anymore. I'm sending pigeons. Oh, God, okay. <laughs> that will be like the thing from Harry Potter the owl just, just fucking...
0: flies into my window. Oh, You'd be like, oh,
1: Andy's here. Andy
0: sent a message <laughs> with well, another dead pigeon. <laughs>
1: Anyways, another thing that is going on in the news right now with Brian Koberger is that Brian Koberger could face a firing squad if he is, I put founded, if he's found guilty and sentenced to death, which it seems like that they're really going to go for the the death penalty um, in this case. A firing squad. But anyways, Idaho State Representative Bruce Skagg introduced House Bill 186 recently which would bring back the firing squad as a bath backup method to lethal injection. So, I mean, they would still, like, primarily use lethal injection. But, like, so basically what's going on is, I guess it's hard to get the ingredients for the lethal injection. I don't know how to word that. Um, yeah, it's like, gotta get all the ingredients, make some lethal injection soup. Uh-huh. Anyways, how cool would it be if they gave it to you in a soup? What like if your last stop, meal yeah, they gave it to you in your last meal and you didn't even know? Well, I guess you want them to know because you want them to shit their pants. Yeah, but that's why I like the firing squad. No, me. firing squad is a great idea. I love that. It's more dramatic. Yeah. I love the dramatic effect. I would love. I don't want to witness it, but I wouldn't look they should, away. They should make him dig his own grave first.
0: Oh, that's a great
1: idea. I don't disagree with public executions, and I'm just gonna say that. I'm just gonna say it right here. I on this would podcast. go see it. I wouldn't want to, but it's like a car accident. You can't look away. But obviously I feel like people need to um get their shit together in this society.
0: Yeah. Let's bring, bring them back. About, bring yeah. back. Yeah.
1: The guillotine. Let's Ooh. bring it back.
0: <gasps> you should be
1: guillotined. <laughs> firing squad is just as good though. Um but anyway. Guillotines
0: were dramatic.
1: Yeah, so the the um, just so everyone knows what a firing squad is, I mean I feel like nobody has used a firing squad in fucking a very long time. Um, it is when a prisoner is placed either standing or sitting against a wall, blindfolded. I don't feel like they should be blindfolded. Oh, I don't like that. And five or more executioners line up and aim their weapons at the same time at the prisoner. Once a cue is called out, all of the shooters fire their weapon at the same time. I feel like that's so, like, not one person has a guilty conscience that they killed somebody, but, like, Mm -hmm. I like it. Sometimes you want to be like, yeah, I killed Brian (laughs) Cumberger.
0: See, like, that's worse than what I was picturing, and I still like it better. What were you picturing? The kill shot at the base of
1: the spinal cord. They aim at the heart. Mm. No, they aim at the heart. They're like, bing, bang, boom. And that is more vile, and I love it. <laughs> and I love that. But yeah, like I said, they're, Like I guess the, the whole world, because of COVID, you know, that plant that just makes the lethal injections, they're just like shut down right now. Dude, like, how bad? Here for it? No, I have no fucking idea. But they're having a hard time, like I said, getting the stuff uh, for the chemical. In Idaho, it's so bad that the state had to cancel an execution last year of a man who murdered two people in 1985. Like, bro, you don't cancel it. You just say, when I get it, I'll kill you. Thanks. Well, I hope that's what happened. I don't know. They said they had to cancel it.
0: Probably for that day.
1: They're like, "Oh, you lucky bastard!" I just (laughs) say use a different method. No, hang them, fucking. You know how easy it is. What happened to the electric chair? Is that not a thing anymore? It's probably inhumane. And do we care? No. (laughs) Um. So the bill that is going through um the Idaho State House, whatever you want to call it now. States that if a death warrant is issued and the state has five days to get the lethal injection chemical, if they cannot, the prisoner will be executed by firing squad. What? So, count your days, (laughs) Coburg. Do we get to pick
0: who gets to shoot?
1: I don't know. Like, what if they gave each of the family, like one of the family members, a gun?
0: (laughs) That's amazing. It would be good. I'd be like, oop, missed on purpose. Oh, fucking hit your kneecap. Let's try again.
1: <laughs> oh, got your hand. Let's try again. <coughs> Anyways. So, let's... Do you have anything else to say before I go into my very long spiel about the Murdaugh's? Negative. Okay. <clears throat> so, on the last episode, we did give you a little bit of background into the Murdaugh, like, legal fucking dynasty. I don't want to call it a dynasty because I just... I don't like them. And I dynasty. feel like...
0: Dynasty. <laughs> oh!
1: I feel like if I was in South Carolina, I would like the man the Murdaws the murdogs <laughs> yeah and i would i would handedly want to bring them down just because that's the person i am anyways <laughs> continue um so we discussed like the current players mm-hmm. we discussed the past mm-hmm. the crazy shit and fucking randolph senior and fucking waving at trains and shit <laughs> <laughs> um we discussed alex maggie buster and paul 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 <laughs> Um, we also chronologically discussed the two suspicious deaths that surround the Murdaws, including the murder of nineteen-year-old Stephen Smith, which Kelly brought up this morning to me for some reason. Um, and for the, some reason, <laughs> and the Murdos housekeeper of twenty years, Gloria Satterfield. <clears throat> um, in my notes, I put that this was going to be a three-parter, and we should, that we'd be we discussing we a couple dra- deaths in this, but. Um, We're probably going to do four, and I only discussed one death in this because there's a lot going on. So this next event in the Murda saga, if you will, um, was kind of the catalyst for everyone really looking into the Murda's and kind of tearing apart their dynasty and looking at all the skeletons in their closet. I Um, have a
0: skeleton in my living room.
1: (laughs) You do. (laughs) Her name is Joan. Joan. (laughs) Anyways, this event triggered a lot of issues being exposed of the Murda's and their financials. This event was also potentially the trigger for two other lives to be lost as well. Fuck. So, without further ado, here we let's go. Let's talk about the boat crash. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> On February twenty third, twenty nineteen, um, several friends were getting ready to go. Can to Can we an... just talk
0: about this one second?
1: February twenty third. I didn't even like get a sentence out. Okay, but like, it's cold. Not there, but here, and I don't like it. Um, it, I actually will say this at one point, but it is, it was like a colder night there. It wasn't like Pennsylvania cold in February, but it was probably like, I mean, you don't want to be on a boat. It was windy, cold. I think it was even like slightly raining a little bit, but anyways, I digress. Um, these friends were getting ready to go to an oyster roast together because apparently that's a thing and it sounds like- On a boat? No, they, we'll get there. It was not, it was on land. (laughs) They gotta go get the oysters first, That's what you're saying. <laughs> Every time I hear the word oyster, I think of the, um, the old Alice in Wonderland, the cartoon. And the, you don't remember that part? That didn't traumatize you as a child? No. Like the little baby oysters. And the walrus like what? gets them and eats them. That traumatized you? Yes, that's terrifying. They were baby oysters. And he ate them. I can't watch nature documentaries. That wasn't nature. That was Alice
0: in Wonderland. I know. i just, just, just popping off, you know?
1: Anyways, so the friends that were um, going to this oyster roast together included Mallory Beach, her boyfriend Anthony Cook, Connor Cook, who was Anthony's cousin, um, Connor's girlfriend Miley Altman, um, and Paul Murdaugh and his girlfriend Morgan Doty, which I think we discussed her a little bit in the... Mm-hmm. Last episode when we talked about Paw paul's um <clears throat> antics. I can't take I am it going seriously. to call him Paw Paw from the rest of the episode, I am so sorry. And
0: I can't take it seriously. Pawpaw.
1: Um at the time, just important to note, all the friends were under twenty one. So Paul went to a convenience store to buy alcohol and used his brother bus, bus Buster <laughs> Buster's um ID to buy alcohol. Which I get they they do look alike, so I wouldn't
0: Yeah, but like I think Paw is significantly shorter than bus bus.
1: Yeah, but, like, bus bus, why'd you hand over your ID? Like, if that would, like, (laughs) I'd be like, ew, no, go away, bye.
0: Well, like, I guess everyone lies on their license.
1: Oh, yeah. My license says I'm 5'3". She's not. Yeah. Mine says I'm shorter than I am. Mm Mm-hmm. More you know. (laughs) Um, So the friends met up around um, 6.30 p.m. at Paw's house. Um, and Paul decided he, I can't do it anymore, Paul decided he wanted to travel by boat because he yes. heard that there was going to be several DUI checkpoints around that night, of course. Breaking the law, breaking, breaking the, the law, law. Dun, dun. I feel like that's the Murdaugh's, like, theme song. Okay. So. Let's travel by boat. Like, no one really wanted to because it was, like, a cold night. And that just sounds like a dumb idea. It just sounds stupid. Like, oh, I want to avoid DUI checkpoints, so let's take my boat. Bro, What? Anyways, so it was a cold night in South Carolina, so it was kind of like unusual that they wanted to take the boat um, and like the friends kind of didn't really want to, but aren't they restricted to where they can go by boat? Apparently not in South Carolina. <laughs> Isn't Outer Banks in South Carolina? It's North Carolina. Oh, but I picture it like that. Like you ever watch the show Outer Banks? Uh, well, like I feel like they travel everywhere by boat Oh, okay. and it's like a strange concept to me, but either way. I mean, I'm sure I can get somewhere, like, from the Lackawanna River and the Susquehanna.
0: Yeah, but, like, if you think about it, it's, like, in a one location. Like you can't travel in know. the city. I don't know. Unless your boat has wheels.
1: But they do travel everywhere on this boat, okay, so, okay. I listen, I've never been to South Carolina. I don't, I don't know. Okay. Never been to fucking Murdoch country, South Carolina. Okay. And I don't want to. <laughs> um, anyways... But anyway, so some of them didn't want to go on the boat, but they did anyways because what else are you gonna do? All your friends are going on the boat, right? If your friends jumped off a bridge, would you? Yes. No, they would just crash into it. Ooh, that was a terrible joke. Let's not do that again. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: my God, Annie Marie,
1: you could edit that out. I remember. Um. Anyways. So the friends loaded up their coolers full of beer and headed to a woman named Crystal Cook's house for the oyster roast. Is they
0: are they related to the other cooks? Oh, maybe I didn't put two and two together. Crystal Meth's
1: house. (laughs) Crystal (laughs) Cooks. Crystal Meth. (laughs) Crystal crystal (laughs) Cooks. No, that's terrible. (laughs) Um, we're in a weird mood today. We didn't (laughs) eat lunch yet. It's only ten o'clock when we're talking about lunch. But anyways, love lunch. Um, and it was weird because like this woman seemed older. Uh huh. And like some of their parents were also at this oyster roast, but see, like it's I've, not I've just I've like started
0: talking about meth, and then I actually thought
1: there was meth there, and then I realized that was just something I yeah no that was a, that was something you added. <laughs> that was yeah. your little flair there. Um, I personally think that the reason Paul wanted to take the boat was he got had gotten into that accident mm-hmm. we talked about last episode uh, after the Christmas party, mm-hmm. and I think that. Because Alex and Handsome had to come and, like, help him out and get him out of that situation, I think they kind of were like, yo, if you're going to drink, you're not fucking driving. And that's why he wanted to take the boat. Because he was kind of instructed he should probably take the boat. Question. Yes.
0: If their parents were at this party, Mm -hmm. why didn't they just go with their parents?
1: I just put my hands up because I have no idea. I think... I don't think um, Alex... Mur- the Murdaws weren't there, but like, mm-hmm. I think it was Miley's parents who were there.
0: But still, like,
1: I wouldn't want to go with my parents either. <laughs> if I'm being honest with you. <laughs> I mean, our parents are different. Anyways, so they arrived at the Oyster Roast between 7 30 p.m. and 8 p.m. Um, the woman, Crystal Cook, who ho- hosted the roast, hosted the, <laughs> the roast. roast of Alex Murdaw. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I want to be a part of that. Um, She said that there was no alcohol being served at the event, event, but the teens were walking back and forth from the boat to go into the cooler and get alcohol. I'm sorry, if you are having an event and you are not serving alcohol, I know this sounds terrible, but you're going to have a bad time. Not that you're going to have a bad time, but you're just like, I don't know, we have children's birthdays. And we have alcohol. <laughs> so it's true. I mean I don't believe her in saying that there was no alcohol there. No. You know what there I mean? Was. That's just there was alcohol. It was probably a BYOB event, but there was alcohol. And if kids wanted to get alcohol, they were going to get alcohol. Yes. So Correct. Correct. Um but she also did say that none of the teens seemed to be um intoxicated while they were there. So Paw what's going on? My friend? And she says teens, but they're adults. Yeah, they I think they were like 19... All 19. But they were all under twenty one, but they were like, out of high school.
0: Yeah.
1: Cue <laughs> for the dog. <laughs> oh. <yeah. laughs> um. This, so the crew had left the oyster roast around twelve, twelve eleven a.m. So, they were only there for like four hours.
0: Okay. You you freaked me out. I was like twelve eleven. Like, yeah, twelve hey, eleven threw me off too. I had a hard. Midnight eleven. Midnight
1: eleven. <laughs> um. This is when Paul and Connor seemingly argue with the group because they were not ready to go home yet. I wanted to go stop at the bars. Everyone else wanted to go home, but Paul and Connor were like, nah. Mm. So what happens? It's Paul's boat, so they do what Paul, they do what Papa wants. I just go home, walk home. Um, they're, they got there by boat. How are you walking home? A swim. And they left at 6.30. They didn't get there till seven thirty-eight o'clock. So that's a, that's a long boat ride. Swim. <laughs> Kelly's swimming home. Anyways, so Paul drove the boat to the Henry's Chamber, Ch- Henry Chambers Waterfront Park at 12.49 a.m. Question. Yes.
0: Is this a river? The ocean? What, I'm assuming body, it's a, a river. What
1: body of water are we on? I'm assuming it's the river, right? And you're not fucking driving just like a little tiny pontoon boat in the fucking ocean. What bay? I don't know. I'm assuming it's a river. Um, so they got to this, this waterfront park at 12.49 a.m., um. The Garmin Tracker on the boat, like it, like it's a tracker that's on the, the boat. The Garmin Tracker?
0: What? The Garment Tracker?
1: Garmin. Mm. I think that's just the brand. I
0: thought they were keeping track of the clothing.
1: <laughs> they probably should have. Um, on, so this tracker on the boat shows that on the way to the bars, they almost collided with the wood swing bridge, um, but they didn't. They got Jesus. there safely. But So Paul and Ca- Connor went to Luther's Rare and Well Done Bar. At 12.55 a.m. What? Paul had Buster's ID and Connor had a fake ID.
0: I got a fake ID, though.
1: Um, The rest of the group stayed at a nearby park and sat down and swung on some swings while waiting for others to come back. I feel like that tells you, like, I feel like that's, like, sad. Like, the rest sat at a park and swung on some swings. Like, that kind of shows you that they are still, like, young kids. I don't know. Yeah, and, like, it shows you, like, they just didn't want to go out. Go home. Um, so as soon as they got to the bar, Paul orders a round of Jager bomb shots. Um, then shortly after, Connor orders a round of lemon drop shots. The boys left the bar at 1.07 a.m. and met back up with the rest of the group at 1.13 a.m. Um, the group could now tell that Paul was wasted and became Timmy. <laughs> Timmy! <laughs> Um, he started doing his weird hand thing again, and you could actually see, like, the, the evidence of this weird hand thing on the surveillance from, like, the dock that they parked the boat at when he's walking mm. back. Like, it's, like, so weird. It looks like alien hands. He's like this. And it's only when he's drunk. Yeah, so bizarre. I'd love to know the mental How reasoning bizarre. for that. How bizarre. Um, anyway, so everyone could see that he's Timmy and he's wasted. So everyone was trying to, like, convince him not to drive. Um, I think Anthony said he would drive, and he Paul was just not having it, because it was Paul's boat. It was Paul boat. Papa's driving. Get in, Papa's Paul's driving. <laughs> <laughs> um, so everyone was hesitant about letting him drive, and Anthony and Mallory were actually considering not even getting back on the boat and calling someone for a ride. Which, when you think about that, you just want to tell them. You want to, like, reach through the surveillance it's camera and like see them talking. It's like they knew. Right? And be like, yes. Call someone for a ride, please. Thank mm. you. But nevertheless, they do get back on the boat, and they set sail for home at 1.17 a.m. During the ride home, Paul was driving very erratically. Um, he was doing donuts. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he would, like, slow down for no reason and immediately speed back up, which would, like, pick up the front of the boat. Mm. You ever been on a boat? Like, that? that's yeah, a thing. Yeah. You've been on a boat? Yeah. Mm. I'm sorry. <laughs> Did it take me? <laughs> <laughs> um, he would also randomly like, just, like, let go of the wheel and, like, be like, Jesus, take the <laughs> wheel. Um, but this is what prompted Connor to stand up and, like, stand next to him. So whenever Paul would let go, Connor would grab the wheel and, like, straighten it out. And... Mm-hmm. But, like, why didn't Connor just be like, yo. Take the"? Like, and me and my husband watched the documentary on this, and we were like, why did no one just be like, bro, sit down, like, or we will fight you. We There won't be a fist fight on this boat if you don't sit down Let someone else drive. Mm-hmm. But it's Pawpaw, you know? Yeah. You don't fuck with papa.
0: They probably just didn't want to deal with it.
1: Yeah, but, like, it, everyone recalls being really scared and, like, if you're super scared in that situation...
0: Throw them overboard.
1: Like, everyone could kind of feel like something was going to happen from what they like, say in the interviews. Mm -hmm. And I think even Anthony, like, started telling Mallory that he loves her and, like, crazy shit, like. Shit. Yeah. Like, they were scared. Mm -hmm. And fuck you, I'd throw Papa overboard before I let him crash the boat. (laughs) And at one point he gets, he strips down to his underwear to drive the boat, and I don't understand (laughs) that
0: logic. Oh.
1: Yeah. At 1 a.m. Yeah, just strip down to your skivvies to drive the boat. But anyways, so everyone was yelling at Paul to let someone else drive, but this only made him angry. Um, The Garmin tracker records a decrease in speed on the boat at 2.20 a.m. This is when Paul left the wheel, completely left, I I think they call it the helm of the boat, Mm -hmm. like where the steering wheel is, all the controls. He left that to go to the front of the boat where his girlfriend Morgan was sitting Mm -hmm. to slap her and spit on her for yelling at him to stop driving the boat. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Um. So then he returned to the helm of the boat, where he throttled down, and the boat picked up at a high rate of speed, and just seconds later, the boat plowed into one of the pillars of Archer's Creek Bridge.
0: For some reason, I feel like he did it on purpose.
1: Right? It kind of feels that way. Like, everyone was yelling at him that he's going to crash. So he's crash. like, fuck you guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking crash. Yeah. Bitches. That's how I feel. I feel, like, I feel like Pawpaw is that kind of person as well. Yeah. Like, spiteful. mm Um, So, Paul, Anthony, and Mallory were all thrown from the boat. Um, Morgan was bleeding from her hand on... She was still sitting on the boat, but she was, like, profusely bleeding from her hand, and, like, she said that her skin was peeled back from her fingers, and I don't know what that means, and I don't want to know. Connor suffered a broken jaw. because
0: it her hand, like, between the boat and the pillar or something like that?
1: That's what I'm assuming, because she was at the front of the boat, Um, Mm. so I'm assuming that's probably what happened which I'm glad that's all she got, really, at that point. Yeah, because she did have surgery on her hand. Yeah. Um, Connor had suffered a broken jaw when he was thrown, and he was standing up, but when the boat crashed, he was thrown into the windshield of the boat, like of the little boat helm thing. Mm -hmm. They have, like, a little windshield there. And he, like, smashed his face off that. Mm -hmm. Um, Paul, Anthony, Miley, Morgan, and Connor all made it to shore, but there was no sign of Mallory. Um, Anthony kept diving into the water, trying to find her, but there was no luck. And I could just imagine, like, I can only imagine what they all felt like in that situation. Mm -hmm. Like, and it makes me vomit everywhere. Yeah. But, like, at the same time, like, I I don't know. Like, I don't know, I guess I don't know what the the river was like. Like, she couldn't have gone far at that point.
0: Yeah, but it's 2 a.m. It's pitch fucking black out there. That's true. That is true.
1: You can't see shit. That is true. But anyway, so Connor calls 911, um, and him and Miley end up walking up to the top of the bridge in order to flag down police. And on the 911 call, you could hear um, Morgan screaming in the background about where's Mallory, where's Mallory, and about her hand hurting. And mm-hmm. It's kind of very sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so police get down there, and they start loading kids into ambulances to get them checked out. Um, Anthony decides to stay at the scene in hopes of finding Mallory, which is very sad. I don't think he was, like, hurt. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's very sad. Yeah. Um, Anthony and Paul get into an altercation at one point because while they're all sitting there, like, talking to police, getting in the ambulance, assessing the situation, um, Anthony sees Paul smiling. I'm telling you, he did it on purpose. Um, and this is when, like, Anthony, like, loses his shit and the the cops actually make him sit in the back of a police car for a little bit until Paul leaves. Um... Paul then asks one of the officers for their phones because he needed to make a phone call. Who do you think he calls? Handsome. Calls Handsome. Um, so it took 15 to 20 minutes to actually get Paul in, into the ambulance. He was just like being completely uncooperative. Mm-hmm. Um, which is crazy too because... Like, you have friends here. Like, one's got a broken jaw and one's, like, your girlfriend's bleeding from her hand. Like, oh, one of your friends is fucking missing. And you're just fucking sitting here dicking the dog. Like, what are you doing, my friend? Get in the fucking ambulance. Fucking go.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, But it is important to note no officers gave him a field sobriety to Paul at this point. And I understand there was, like, a lot going on.
0: But they also see a murder.
1: Yeah. And we'll get to that. Don't you worry. We get there. <laughs> Um, so Miley, Connor, and Paul all rode in one ambulance together. Um, during this ride, Miley recalls Paul being totally aggressive towards the first responders, which I can see that. But like, why though? Like, why are you making this a big, bigger deal than it needs to be? Yeah. Like, just go to the to the hospital. Um, this is where he also begins to tell people that he is. It was not him driving the boat, oh. but it was Connor. So yeah. he. But that's, like, the crazy thing to me is, and we'll see how drunk he was. He still had the wherewithal to accuse somebody else, try to set it up like he wasn't driving, and call his grandfather.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, that's just so bizarre to me.
0: But, like, it seems like he drunk, drank a lot.
1: Always. So, like, maybe. Maybe. But we'll see how drunk he really. We'll get there. Um, it is important to note that the police were in the water... Um, back at the scene looking for Mallory's body at that point, but it was, they still had no luck. Um, so the group arrives at the hospital where Paul pa, pa was immediately met by his father and his grandfather. Um, Paul was still very uncooperative at the hospital, but they were finally able to draw his blood hours after the crash mm-hmm. to find that his blood alcohol content was 0.24, which is three times the legal limit after the crash. Hours later. Hours, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that looks like. I like, I don't know what that would translate into. Like, how many drinks? I guess mm-hmm. it depends on uh, every person, right? Yeah,
0: but that means at the time the crash was much higher.
1: Yeah, you would think, right? Mm-hmm. So who knows? Um, so Alex had begun damage control at this point, um, and he started to go to each of the kids' rooms in the hospital to try to convince them to not say anything to anyone and try to get them to say Connor was driving that imagine you're a connor you're like fuck that no this part got me because i would literally fucking throw hands um he was going around claiming that he represented the kids and he was acting as their guardian like fuck you no you're not call my fucking mom before i yeah you can't do that you can't just say that he did and that's what made him able to go into each of the kids rooms i'm sorry but like if my kid was in the hospital and i got there but look Alex Murdaugh is in my kid's room. You know, it. it's on site. That's not legal. Is anything Alex Murdaugh does legal?
0: You can't just say, yeah. That's, <laughs> he that's is the, the law. <laughs> you can't just say, yeah, that's my, I'm their legal guardian.
1: Well, he was acting as their guardian because their parents weren't there yet. Yeah. Intense blinking, I know. <laughs> <laughs> At one point, Morgan recalls that she was actually, like, getting, like, it wasn't necessarily surgery, but, like, they were suturing up her hand. Mm-hmm. Um, And like she was in like this room with like glass windows and whatever, mm-hmm. and Alex is knocking on the windows of the, her room where she's getting hand like she's getting her hand fixed, and he's trying to come in, and she tells the staff that she does not want him in her room, and like he's like upset about that,
0: oh my God. but good for her to but say that. But that tells you everything. Mm-hmm. And she's like, get away from me, mm-hmm. and that's good on her for saying and that's, that. Her boyfriend, like, she's that's, Papa's boyfriend. Yeah,
1: they dated for years, so she knows Alex Murda, and she does not want him in there. Mm-hmm. So I think that's very telling. Um, a security guard also reports... Oh! What?
0: Why is he saying they're guardians? They're all adults. Got me? They don't need a fucking guardian. Even if their parents were there. Unless they're on the HIPAA, they can't do anything. I them. think
1: he was just saying whatever... To let people let him in there. You know what I mean? They all know who Alex Murdoch is. Uh So he says something legal mumbo jumbo. They're going to be like, here you you go.
0: If this was my hospital. I work in healthcare administration. If this was my hospital. Oh, I go off. Everyone would be fired. Everyone would be fired. You're fired. You're fired. Hey, you're fired. You let some random stranger into an adult's room. Bye. Yeah.
1: During surgery. Bye. Especially when there's, like, an investigation going on, like, Well, no, not just, around, like, obviously a if you're visiting, but, like, you yeah. can't. Like, it just happened. First of all, Morgan's in there getting her hand fixed. Like, you have no reason to be in here right now. Yeah. Anyways, a security guard um, reports that he overheard him walking through the halls of the the hospital on the phone, and he says, quote, she's gone. Don't worry. Who's gone? I don't know. You don't know. I think it is important to note that nobody from law enforcement had contacted Mallory Beach's parents, like ever. Like, oh. to this day has not contacted her when she was missing. Oh, wow. Um, as a matter of fact, one of the other parents had called Mallory's pa- mom to let them know that the kids were in a boat crash, but that Anthony didn't even call them. I think he was just more focused on trying to fight. Like I think he was like actively trying to aid in the search for oh, okay. her while he was at the scene like there probably wasn't even he was more focused on finding her than calling her parents at that point okay. and imagine having to be the one to make that phone call mm-hmm. but i mean i think when the mom had the other mom had called mallory's mom i don't think she knew that mallory was missing i think she was just saying like hey the kids were at a boat crash like this is where it was i don't oh, think she okay. knew the extent mm-hmm. um but when you think about why the law enforcement didn't call mallory's parents it makes sense when you learn about the different investigators on the case. Oh, God. Yeah. So Michael Brock was the lead investigator on this case. Um, he, of course, had ties to the Murdaws. Why wouldn't he, right? mm mm-hmm. um, He was actually the first one to arrive on scene. Of course he was. Probably heard Murdo and said, okay. Okay, we're shutting this down. Nobody else go there yet. Um, he had actually talked to Anthony, Mallory's boyfriend, who had told him that Paul was the one driving the boat. But suddenly, the the body cam footage of Anthony saying this was mysteriously gone and not put into mm. evidence. Funny, right? Yeah. Um, Paul was also not interviewed at this time. Why the fuck would you not interview him, especially
0: when he was potentially driving the boat?
1: Yeah. Um, there are reports of the other officers who were on the scene were like, "I wasn't gonna interview him because I know who that. I knew that was Alex's Mur- Murdoch's kid. I'm not gonna, I'm not talking to him." Like, let the other guy do it. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. they were all kind of afraid of it. Um, Michael Brock did state during his court de- deposition on this that he wouldn't call, he wouldn't call Ale- the Murdaws like, family friends because they didn't go on vacations together or out to dinner together. Like, kind of sounds like you're salty that you don't go on vacations yeah, with them. I was
0: never invited to vacations.
1: <laughs> so we're not friends. Um Although he then admitted on the stand during the court <clears> deposition <throat> that the family does have his personal cell phone number, and that he has visited their home on multiple occasions, and he even admitted to the fact that his wife used to work at the law firm for many years. Oh, like bro, but you're still salty in communications. <laughs> yeah, he's just salty about the vacation thing. So the, one of the other um, lead investigators on the case was um michael paul thomas they're both michael that must be a popular name in south carolina paul thomas um he was the a department of natural resources agent Um, he has three first names paul michael thomas you know what they say um apparently like the department of natural resources are like kind of like the cops in south carolina i don't know if this has to do with the fact that like it was a crash that occurred on a boat Mm -hmm. i don't know i don't know how that works um, but he has been referred to, this Paul, Michael Paul Thomas, as the Murdoch family's bitch. Mm. We love that. Like, you know it's going to be great when you say that. Um, because he had already, before the boat crash, pulled a lot of strings in order to get Paul out of trouble. Mm. Um, it is also a known fact that he is John Marvin, Alex's brother's best friend. Okay. During the night of the the boat crash and the next day, there are multiple calls between the Murdoch family and Michael Paul Thomas, but yet again, nobody contacted Mallory Beach's family. Love that. I'm like, fuck these guys. I would literally punch them in their kidneys. Get them right in the kidney. Right? Another crazy thing that that happened was that the day after the crash, Mallory Beach's family decided they wanted to go to the scene, see what happened. Mm Mm-hmm. See if they had found anything. Makes sense. Whatever. So they went to, to go down there and then ultimately aid in the search for their daughter. Mallory Beach's family was turned away from the crash site and told that they could not be down there because it was an active investigation. Okay. So just before leaving, they're walking back to their car. They're like, what are we going to do? Mm. Alex and Maggie Murdoch pull up to the scene and are immediately escorted underneath the police tape and down to the crime scene without hesitation. The way I would have gotten arrested yeah. right then and there. <laughs> Are you kidding? Like, talk about the timing. Talk about the coincidence that was. That they went down there, got turned away, and then here yes. come the Murda's pull yeah. up
0: and like... Well, why don't you just go talk to the Murda's and be like, can I come with you?
1: Yeah, okay. I I would have thrown hands. On multiple I occasions, I would have thrown, thrown
0: hands. I just would have got my own boat and went into the crash like, right? over like, the water. <laughs> you see
1: me in the water? You can't <laughs> touch me. Come <laughs> catch me. Come get me, cabbers. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so investigators and volunteers had spent eight long days looking for Mallory Beach. Um, on March 3rd, 2019, two volunteers had found Mallory Beach's body, um, about five miles downriver from the crash scene. It had been determined that Mallory had suffered from blunt force trauma to the head, which ultimately caused her to drown.
0: Oh, jeez. So- Hopefully she was unconscious.
1: I'm assuming she got knocked unconscious and that's why she drowned. Mm. Um, Mallory was only nineteen when she had passed away. Um, she had graduated from Wade Hampton High School and was working at a clothing boutique. She had dreams of becoming an interior designer. Um, she was a very popular girl and everyone loved her. Um, she had been described as one of the nicest people you could ever meet, and if you look at her, like, she kinda seems that way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and her and Anthony were a fairly new couple, but he was like obsessed with her and he still describes her as the love of his life. Mm. And he actually has like a memorial tattoo for her on her back, on his back. Oh, yeah. Poor guy.
0: It seemed like like he was like
1: I'm staying here till she's here. Right. And like it's crazy to think that like I don't know how long they were actually dating for but didn't seem that long. Mm-hmm. But he was still like infatuated with her like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, it should so, be. Some men might not do that when you're only a couple months in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on April 18th, 2019, on what would have been Mallory's 20th birthday. Paul Murdaugh was indicted and charged with three felony counts of boating under the influence, including causing the death of Mallory Beach and seriously injuring two other passengers. Woo! Paul was facing a maximum of 25 years for these charges, which, of course, he pleaded not guilty to. Mm-hmm. Um, he was, of course, released on bond, and while out on bond, he continued to drink, party, and continued his life as if nothing ever happened. Because knowing the Murdaugh's, they were going to make it so that it didn't. Yep. Yeah. And, like, the, the the circumstances were, like, he was never, like, arrested. Like, normally you would have been arrested when those charges. Like, he was mm-hmm. never put in jail. His mug shot, he was wearing a polo shirt, and it was in the courthouse. Like,
0: Well, like, my thing is, like, they created these monsters.
1: Oh, absolutely. They created... Absolutely. Pawpaw. Pawpaw was created. They created Timmy. They created Timmy. You're
0: right. I, I agree, 100%. Like, if he got in trouble for a, one of these
1: things... Then he wouldn't have done any other ones. And I think that there is so much more out there than meets the eye. I think there's still a lot of skeletons in closets that haven't come out yet. Mm -hmm. Come out of the closet, bro. Get those skeletons out. Bus, bus. Bus, bus. Come out of the closet. LOL, he's going to sue us for slander. (laughs) Come get us. All your family's gone, bro. Please don't. Come get (laughs) us. Bus, bus. Um, So Mallory's family had also filed a wrongful death suit against the Murdoch family. Like, good for them. They weren't afraid to go after him. And from what I saw, there was actually a bunch of lawyers who were like, "Uh uh-uh, we're not taking that case. Because they knew who they were. Mm -hmm. Um, But they did find um, a good attorney. I think his name was Mark Tinsley. Mm -hmm. And, like, he really went to bat for the Beach family. And, like, good for him Mm -hmm. to not be afraid but I think they had to, like, reach out completely out of, like, the county that they were in to find him. Mm-hmm. Which sucks, but. Hey. Yeah. But this is where things do start to unravel for the Murda. So I will say that Mallory's family, like, had a hand in taking down the Murda family, yeah. which we love for them. Um, and Mallory's family did not let this case go. No matter what they would try to offer them, like, we were going to court and you were going to have your day in court over this. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like keeping the Murdaugh's name in the public eye, which in turn led to an inquiry onto the Murdaugh family's financial affairs. Woo, which then set off a chain of events that no one would ever see coming. Um, Not woo. They were set to go to court on June tenth of twenty twenty one for this case,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but we'll see how that turned out. <laughs> <laughs> so, what this case had exposed for? The Murdaugh family and the investigation into them was that, first of all, it exposed that Alex had been struggling with an opioid addiction. Oh. Opioid? Oi! Oi! Oh. What? And I oop! oop. Um, an opioid addiction for the last 20 years and was alleged, allegedly spending $50,000 per week in order to support his habit. Huh. Okay. I don't feel like that's true. I don't feel like that's true either. Because that amount of drugs would kill you. But wait, we'll get to what he claims how many milligrams he was using a day of opioids. Mm-hmm. Alex claimed to use a 1,000 milligrams a day. Mm-hmm. Don't you feel like that would kill you? Yeah. Because I think, like, don't oxys come in, like, I like 30 milligram pills? I think so. Like, I think, like, I think like that's 10, the highest. 20, or is it 60? Either way. Uh, regardless, you would have to take... Upwards of, like, 20 pills
0: Mm -hmm.
1: a day. That's a lot. And I don't even know if that would translate to $50,000. I guess it maybe would. I don't know. Okay, so the highest dosage is 80 of one pill. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: But still, that's a lot to get to 1,000.
0: Yeah. That's a lot. Over 10.
1: Yeah, so I don't know. And I don't even know how much that would cost on the street because obviously he's not getting it legally. Yeah. So, I don't know. But this does support the claim that the, that right before Gloria, the housekeeper, had mysteriously died on the property, that she found drugs taped underneath Alex's bed, if you mm-hmm. remember from the last episode, and that she had told Paul about it. Paul was also seemingly really weirdly involved in his dad's quote-unquote recovery. Um, Maggie would refer to Paul as the little detective, Um, because he kept an eye on his dad's behavior, opioid use, and would even stay with him while he was attempting to detox. So this all comes out because of the Mallory Beach case. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's just weird to me, though, that why would you want your children involved in that? Like, why was Paul, who let Papa in charge of this man's recovery?
0: (laughs) I mean, have you seen our lives?
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, (laughs) weird. Um, I personally would want to keep that for my children, and I... Would want to help my husband recover. Yeah. But why wasn't Maggie focusing in on him helping her recover? Well, why? Because Maggie could see that things were getting tight.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Bills were starting to go unpaid. Um, at this point, Alex was taking out loans and borrowing money just to pay their bills. Oh, God. Um, and but how would he pay for these loans? You got no money. You're already borrowing. Where's Handsome? Handsome was not doing well. In terms of health at this point. So maybe they're going to kill Handsome to get money. To pay off the shit. I mean, he still has... His mom's still alive. Oh. What was her name? Libby, I think. I don't know. M? I don't know. Something like that. I mean, my personal thought is they have three fucking houses. They have the regular house, their hunting cabin, and a fucking beach house. Sell one. If you are hurting for money, sell one. Am I wrong? (coughs) no anyways Maggie could see that things were starting to really crumble and it seemed like she was looking for her way out Mm. she had visited with a divorce attorney a few weeks before June of 2021 2021 is that right? 2021 (laughs) I did that the other day too and you made fun of me hardcore it was also rumored that Alex and Maggie were no longer living together and that she was living at the beach house Mm. so fair Things are just starting to...
0: I mean, if I were to divorce my husband, I'd live at the beach house, too.
1: (laughs) Right? Like, fuck you, I'm taking the beach house. Yeah. Um, It was also exposed that Alex was not only taking out so many loans just to cover his bills, but he was also stealing money from his law firm and his clients. Love that. We already learned in last episode that Alex had sued himself for the wrongful death in Gloria Satterfield's case and got $4 million of insurance money, which she was supposed to give to her family... But he kept for himself and told them that it didn't go through yet. Mm-hmm. Bruh. Bullshit. Bruh. So we already know he's a trash bag. But he was doing this to other people as well. He even created a fake business called Forge. What? He created a fake business called Forge to launder his money through. Um, personally, I think that's a stupid ass name for a money laundering scheme.
0: What was like, the business?
1: I don't know. Oh. I don't know. Okay. I mean, I know people do this a lot. Like, they'll create a fake business and do all that, but mm-hmm. forge, Alex. Like, forging checks. Like, that's what oh you came my up God. with. That's what you fucking came up with, you <laughs> Dum-dum? Holy shit. Like, you could have chosen any Did you think that maybe it'd be so obvious that they wouldn't look at that? And he wasn't just. Was suspicious. <laughs> right? <laughs> that was him. Maybe it was an accounting business.
0: No, Nobody asks you
1: questions when, when you, you say, say that you're an accountant. accountant. And that was, that was Alex Murdaugh saying that. Anyways, he wasn't just stealing small amounts from his clients either. Hakeem Pickney was paralyzed and died two years later at the age of 21. Murdaugh took a $309,000 settlement from him and used the money to, like, he used money orders to his family members to, like, get the money. Wait what? I don't fucking know. Financials confuse me. But anyway, you just have to know that he stole St- over three hundred thousand dollars from a paralyzed twenty-one year old who passed away. Oh. Um. Then Pickney's cousin Natasha Thomas was also injured in that car accident mm-hmm. and had a three hundred twenty-five, three hundred twenty-five thousand dollar. Does that sound right? I money confuses me. Um. Which. She got the settlement, but it was converted to cash for the benefit of the Murdos. So they took some of that money. He was also accused, Alex, of taking $338,000 from Dion Martin of Allendale County after settling a 200, 200, 2013 oh my God. personal injury lawsuit. This money was deposited into his Forge account. Mm. Um, Again, in 2013... Alex took $388,000 from Arthur Badger whose wife died in a collision with a UPS truck. Like he like these people have lost members of their family and you <laughs> are just, just fucking taking, taking money. money. Um in 2016, Manuel Santos Cristini, described as a worker of the Murdocks, um received a $70,000 settlement in a personal injury case handled by Alex, but the money ended up in Alex's forge account yet again. Oh also, in 2016, Johnny Bush lost $95,000, and Jamie and Risher lost $90,000 through this fake Forge account in 2020.
0: But how is he... Where is he telling him this money's gone?
1: We'll see. In the other cases, like, those ones didn't specifically say, but he does give reasons why these people might not be getting their money
0: mm-hmm.
1: later in the, in this, and I think maybe that's what he was telling people, or... It seems like he was probably telling people they got X amount of dollars for their settlement, but really they got more and he was taking that. Oh. That money off the top. Okay. Um in 2020, Alex took $750,000 from Chris- Christopher Anderson. Um he had been injured on the job. Um yeah. That same year, he represented the state uh estate of Sandra Taylor. Um Alex told her mother that the settlement would be $30,000 and he wouldn't take a fee because the recovery was so low and her settlement was so low. Mm-hmm. But realistically, the settlement was actually $180,000. So he
0: took a So oh, he a hefty took
1: $150,000 from her. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. And it just goes on and on. In 2021, Thomas Moore was a highway patrolman. Um, Injured when a car hit his patrol car, and he received a $125,000 insurance payment for medical bills. Um, Alex put the money in his Forge account, and he had told Moore that the money had to be held until litigation was finished. Oh. So basically, he was taking that money as a loan to pay for his bills. And maybe eventually he'd pay him back. Maybe one day. And was telling people that, oh, it's just tied up right now. Don't worry about it. You'll get it. And like, could you imagine waiting on one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars? No, I can't. I'd be like, <laughs> it's my money and I need You're it now. now. Um, he's also accused of stealing checks from his brother Randy. Like there would be, um, like I don't know what they call it, like attorneys' fee checks mm-hmm. made out to his brother Randy, and he's like, no, nah, that's my thank you. And of course, tax evasion. But who doesn't commit tax evasion? Realistically, not <laughs> us his financial crimes go on and on and on and he is ultimately accused of steal- stealing nearly seven million dollars which is crazy because his alleged yearly income was also 2.3 million dollars bro why are you stealing money if you have 2.3 million dollars a year
0: the irs just
1: went boop. <laughs> flag on the play flag on the play <laughs> anyways i almost said the ira <laughs> them too they're coming Anyways, on the morning of June 7th, 2021, Alex was confronted by, is it, is that, pause. Janine. Oh. Do you have to say G-N? Thank God I didn't say that. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, on the morning of June 7th, 2021, Alex was confronted by Janine Schekinger, which was the CFO of the law firm that he was a partner of. What does CFO stand for? Chief. Chief Financial Officer. Oh sense it makes so much sense um it was reported that this was a very intense meeting where she brought up that she found him writing checks to a a company called Forge, Mm. and she had no idea what that company was um and that there was money missing from the form the firm janine says that alex seemed very annoyed about the conversation at first until he conveniently received a phone call that his father handsome's health was failing hmm Convenient. Uh, Janine decided that in light of this, they could discuss the issue at a later date. Convenient. This this was June 7th of 2021. um, So that later date would never come. The Murdaws would never see their day in court on June 10th for the Mallory Beach case because less than 12 hours after Janine and Alex's conversation, the unthinkable happens. But guess what, folks? I'm going to leave you with that. Ah! And we're going to talk about that uh, part three. Woo! Dun, dun, dun. I don't know. This next one's crazy, too. It's all crazy, realistically. It, but it is funny that... It sucks that it took a girl dying for the Murdaws to, like, be taken down. Yeah. But props to Mallory. Like, snaps for Mallory's family. Props to props. For taking them down. Like, because if they didn't sue them for a wrongful death... None of this would have came out. None of this would have came out. The whole thing probably, like, his... Criminal case probably would have been pushed under the rug. Way to go, Tinsley. So, we love that for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and fuck the Mardaws specifically. Exactly. But yeah, so we will do part three next week of this crazy shit. Might be a part four. We'll see. It's definitely going to be part four. Because we we got... The trial. Two other deaths to talk about. In the trial. Uh, 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 Ooh, a potential... Don't potent- throw uh, don't, don't it do out. Don't throw it out there. No oh okay well there's more crazy shit mm-hmm. and the trial is insane and there were discussions about diarrhea and we have to talk about it yeah so might be a part four might be able to fit in the part three we'll find out on the next episode uh oh, suspish <laughs> so yeah. anyways you can follow us on instagram at suspish so podcast no that's suspish at Suspish podcast. Okay. Get. Why'd you look at me like that? Because I didn't know where I was going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> Um, You can email us at SuspishPodcast at gmail.com And if you're bus bus, don't sue us. Ayy. Or do. Come at me. I don't want to be
0: sued. I want their money. Does Bus Bus even have any more money? Uh, I don't know. I, he, Is Handsome still alive?
1: No. Oh.
0: Okay. Handsome. Bye. Bye.